Well, hello and welcome to the Press the Action Button podcast, where uh, one demonic skull and one lactose intolerant volcano talk about video games. And I don't know why I did a real uh, presentation type intro. This is not what this podcast is usually like, so ignore what I just said. This is the Press the Action Button podcast. My name is Newman. My name is Yusuf. And today, if you haven't guessed, we're doing The Curse of Monkey Island for the PC. Yes, this is the third installment of the Monkey Island series. Um, a, a very unique game, I think. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Very, yeah. Also very different to what I thought was a weird robot introduction voice you were doing for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened there. But anyway, uh, maybe we're recording at a different time, I'm not sure. But anyway, um, yeah, so this, uh, listen, some of the purists aren't going to like this because uh, they think one and two are the best games. And I'm not saying that they aren't, but they aren't. And um, <laughs> no, I like all three of them. Um, I do realize that there's a lot of complaints about the first two, but um, I think the third one was the first one we ever played. So, you know. That's the thing. So, so the, this, it was definitely the first one I, I played and I finished all the way through. And I went back and I played the first two a little mm-hmm. bit because they released them in some sort of package. So I, I played mm-hmm. that uh, together. Um, but yeah, the, fir- the for me, Curse of Monkey Island was my introduction to it. So yeah, everything same. else seemed like a peel back. Yeah, but I, I did play the first two as well and I really liked them. Um, very, you know, unique style of game. And this was the first game that I ever played that was actually like really, really funny. Yeah. That, that, that's, it will always be like that in my memory. Like, you know, I played other point and clicks that were kind of funny, like, you know, Broken Sword. But this was like pure, you know, just had such a... It's like a style of humor that that yeah. was that I really enjoyed and really like. So, yeah. hope uh, hope there's still people out there who like this game. So, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it's like it, this to me was like the first sort of comedy game, almost rather than, as you say, Broken Sword, which was had funny lines in it and stuff like that. But rather, I felt like they set out to be funny. Yeah, and great voice acting, which which we'll get into later. But mm-hmm. um, what have you been doing? What have you been up to? I have been well. I've been telling you what I've been playing, but I'll still tell you. Uh, something I watched the other day. I watched yeah. uh, Into the Spider-Verse on Netflix. Never heard of it. Right. <laughs> so this is uh, the like animated Spider-Man film, which uh, has Miles Morales in it. You know, the new Spider-Man game that's coming out, or already out. Mm, yeah. Okay. You have no idea. <laughs> Who the hell is Miles Morales? <laughs> it's what the next uh, Spider-Man I know. Is. Well, I know what it's called, but who is he? So Miles Morales is a—he's kind of the depending depending on which comic you kind of you, you read or where it comes from. Um, he is sort of the new younger Sonic sidekick. No, not really. He's he, like he is Spider-Man. He's a new kind of Spider-Man. Uh, okay. But he is a so he's he's like a black kid with a black dad and a Hispanic or Latin American mother. So he's like the first biracial. Like you know, uh, superhero so, and oh okay, and, and like he, he's like in New York, and it's like it's quite nice. Like his dad is a black cop, and his mom is like a Latino, speaks Spanish uh, quite often in the film anyway. Mm. Um, nurse, so it's just this sort of really, it's a bit more of a realistic representation. Well, maybe not realistic, it's a type of representation. Uh, Stereotyping is what you're saying there, Yusuf. <laughs> no, because I was also going to say no, I was going to say not everybody in. It's not everybody in New York. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah. anyway. Uh, archetype let's go for that uh, yeah good one um, but the film's brilliant 
Mm. Oh, I laughed, I cried, I had a lovely adventure all the way through. It's really, really good. It is uh, an animation, yeah? Yes, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. It looks like mm-hmm. gorgeous. It looks like a comic book. It's So the whole premise of it is basically alternate universes uh, exist, parallel ones at the same time with slightly differences, and multiple Spider-Men come into those universes. Spider-Men has a name because, you know... Mm-hmm. Mm. One's one's a robot, one's one and one's a girl, so not Spider Men. Um, so they kind of come in together, uh, and it's just they're done with different art styles, which is just really, really cool. It looks it looks absolutely amazing. Highly recommend it. Okay, all right. One I of won't the, be cynical. One of the best films I've seen in the last five years. Five years. Mm. You're exaggerating. Yeah, seriously, really good. One of the best, not the best, one of the best. Yeah, well, I, I think you're exaggerating that rating. You've just watched it too freshly and you're like, five yeah. years, they've been great movies over the last five years. There has been, I just really, it's a really good film. It's, I really appreciate it. Well, have a look, see what you want. I think the mm-hmm. best film I've seen probably recently was um, Parasite. <sighs> oh. Parasite was, it was okay. It, it was, was an interesting premise. But the ending was ridiculous. Why is like, why is everyone dying in it? It's not necessary. What do you mean the uh, spoilers for Parasite? I guess. <laughs> oh yeah, sorry. Yeah. What do you mean that like when the dad dies? Yeah. 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 Who? No, hold on. When they come out of the basement, and your one is killed, the dad's dead. Yeah, and then someone comes out and stabs someone in the kitchen. Yeah, but they don't think they die. I, I did not know. Oh, you mean that guy? Oh, I'm not yeah. Sure. I don't remember if he does because it's meant it's to completely be completely unfair. It's what it's meant to. Well, the whole point is unfair. The problem is you probably agree with the bloody rich family. <laughs> I don't. I'm the opposite <laughs> of a rich family. You agree with them? You're, you're like, yeah. Why are these guys give them a break? <laughs> no, I I did like it. I thought it was an interesting premise, um, but I thought it ended poorly. But anyway, it was a good movie. But it's not the best movie the last five years. Uh, I loved it. I thought it was really good. I thought it was really good. Yeah, because I, I, I love South Korea. Korea. Cinematography was brilliant. Um, yeah, yeah, some really cool. Stuff. Like when you know when everything's flooded and they've got the top-down camera, it was absolutely amazing. Yeah, no, it was beautifully shot, and the house was gorgeous. And I love when they were like uh, drunk in in the room downstairs. His family, yeah, like, yeah. it was very funny. And yeah. I, I, you know, yeah, go on. I was gonna say, you know, if you know if a film has had a really big impact culturally right is mm-hmm. it becomes a meme because it means that people will get an idea of something just yeah. from a still image of it you know they'll know what it is so like the one where like the dad's driving and your one's talking on the phone in the back and he's just got mm. that fed up look on his face the fact that that's you know people just go here's a still a frame and people know what it means and they can apply yeah. one line text to it and people will find that funny and it'll keep going yeah, well, that's the universal appeal of, you know, being human. Everyone can relate to, you know, situations. Cool. Here's something I'd like yeah. to point out. Now, I don't think you were mad for this film, but Avatar, the James Cameron one. Oh, yeah. Has, like, no cultural significance. You know what I mean? It, 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 it didn't appear, it didn't spin off anything. It didn't appear again in any way afterward. It was just this weird film that made a huge amount of money. But, mm-hmm. you know, no one's like, oh, it's my favorite film ever. And no one's ever you know developing on or characters like that are staying like you know do you know any of the characters names 
That's where you're wrong, Yusuf. It's my favourite film ever. No, it isn't at all. <laughs> no, it's not. It was an interesting premise, though. I liked when they had the normal humans up against the size of them. Um, and I like your man, Sam, whatever his name is. It looked cool. Like, yeah. but, but like it wasn't a great I, movie. No. I, don't, I don't hate it, but I just mean, yeah. you know what I mean? Like Sometimes there are some films that do a really good job. Yeah, anyway, yeah, no. Into the Spider-Verse, highly recommend it. It's on Netflix mm. now. Uh, really good, really funny. Uh, looks so cool. Like we were talking about Comic Zone last week. Like yeah. it looks like there's stills from comics as it goes through different parts of it. It looks absolutely amazing. Um, mm. It's got me very hyped for the Spider-Man to come out because I never even played yeah. the uh, one on PlayStation 4. No, neither have I, neither have I. But good, yeah, when you have a kind of a background lore to universe, when you go into it, it makes it much more enjoyable, like the uh, Lord of the Rings games. And can I just say, after Japan, where I'd love to go, South Korea would be a close second. Love South Korea. Um, I'm going to make a, an embarrassing admission now that I do watch 90 Day Fiancé with my wife. I both like it very much. And there's one couple in South Korea, Ji-hoon, my boy. Um <laughs> You know, it's just uh, they they paint the picture in a beautiful way. I'd love to be there. So if you're listening, Ji Hoon, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Ninety Day Fiance is like the crack cocaine of television. You oh. just can't turn it off. I hate that shy. It just it's fantastic. Oh. Like it's fun. There's there's shy TV I love, but like you know what I think is great? Catfish. Doctor Pimple Popper. Oh no, I don't like that. I first oh. watched. Oh no, I don't like botched. I don't like botched at yeah, all. Yeah. But I like anyway, look, anyway, enough yeah, nonsense. We should stop boring people. You, yeah, you led me on a very nice segue of uh, the current game I'm playing at the moment, which is Shadow of War, Lord of the Rings. Ah, very good. Yeah, it's 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 a fantastic game. That is one of my top five games of the last five years. Of the last five years. <laughs> yes. Um, I don't say that lightly. Uh, I'm playing it at the moment um, because it's the free game on PlayStation Plus right now. Yeah, it's excellent. Um, it's I'm really really enjoying it. But weirdly, like as soon as I turn it on, so it had a lot of controversy over the whole kind of pay to win thing that they were doing. Like as soon yeah, as I downloaded it. it, it popped up and they were saying we've changed it. We hear your feedback. You can no yeah. longer buy one thing, or we're going to remove something else. I never played it, so I don't know what they're talking about. You know, but yeah. I guess they're they're changing that stuff. Yeah, it's a, it has a really interesting dynamic in when you like go for duels with some of the like, you know, leaders or whatever yeah. they're called. Like, I just love that when they're clashing swords and they're there talking to each other and before they start the fight. It's really like cinematic and like they're all different. Some of them look horrendous, like, you know, but um, they, I think I told you about this game. I won't, you won't ruin it for you, but um, it was really Honestly, it's 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 so much super, so much more superior to the first game. It's like a different universe. It's it's a million times better. One, one thing I really like is I'm still quite early on it. So they just throw you into it with all like the last game stuff straight away. Because I mean, the last yeah. game has so much buildup of it. Like you know what I mean. You can poison somebody. You can stealth kill. You can use arrows, or you know, um, you can use like some of your rate abilities. You can do all these different things in different uh, different ways, and then you just basically start off with all of that. And yeah, then, you know, yeah. or you can you can jump on the back of a Karagor or something else, or some people are weak to that, or they're afraid of that, or fire, so many different things. And like you just straight away, like, okay, here's all this stuff, and here's like 60 other upgrades to make them better or to do them in different ways, you know, that you unlock. So it, it doesn't feel like, you know, you start a new game again, it's like, oh, I can just have my normal. I feel weaker than I did in the last game. I don't feel weaker than I did in the last game at all. Straight yeah, away. yeah. No, it's it's a great game. Pretty good. So I've been playing at the moment, I've been very much enjoying it. The, uh, 
other thing I was doing was, so I was, so remember I told you a while ago, I downloaded um, Call of Duty because that was free. Um, oh yeah, yeah, as I finished downloading. 108 gigs. So, uh, so I remember I was, I just finished playing something else and it was late at night and I go, I might just have a quick round of something, just see what the story is. I think they've got zombies in it and I, I don't know why it was. I was going to give it a go. So I went and I was like, oh, you have to set up a profile. I, was like, I just wanted to just play around for five seconds just to see what it's like. I don't want to do this now. So I'll leave and I'll come back to it another day. Mm-hmm. I left it and I came back to it like maybe four or five days later and I went to give it a go again. And it was just kept on saying, um, you can't play this unless you accept the terms, the update terms, log into PlayStation Network and accept it. And I go, I'm, I'm logged in. Like, I mean, I, I'm in the process of turning on my PlayStation, I was downloading Shadow of Mordor. So I go, this mm. is really weird. What, what's the story here? So I tried a couple of times and it wouldn't work. And I was like, download and accept the thing. And I was like, well, what thing? And then I went and I could see my notifications. It was trying to download oh. uh, an update for it. And I was like, oh, all right, fair enough. Um, and I just deleted Doom, which I'd finished playing, which was like 60 or 70 gigs. Download right. Shadow of Mordor, which was like 40 gigs or something. So I was like, I got loads of space. And it said, didn't need, didn't have enough space to download Call of Duty, the, the update for it. I go, it's already 108 gigs. The update was 30 gigs. Jesus. Like, maybe it was going to, you know, after it was downloaded, it was going to get rid of some of the 108, so it wasn't going to be that big anymore. But I just deleted it because I didn't have yeah. enough space for it. I spent five days downloading this game. Got to a point where they wanted me to set up a profile. I didn't set up the profile because it was just too much work and I closed it. I know this game is free, but it's just, they want so much from me just to see if I want to play it or not. You know, and I yeah. don't know. <laughs> Forget about it. I, w- I wouldn't have even started, to be honest. Yeah, so I left it. I just so I got rid of it. So I never got to play it because I don't have 148 gigs free just to play, mm. you know, that. And uh, I just, I was like, this has stopped me from playing games I want to play. So I just got rid of it. Very annoying. Mm, mm, mm. Is there a point yeah. in asking what you've been playing? No, none. You listen to the last four weeks of podcast and you'll get the, your answer, people. Probably five at this stage. <laughs> All right, fair enough then. Uh, yeah. Well then, would you like to get into some news? Yes. I've got news for you. You are mine now. You belong to me. Now. It is. Would you like me to either attack Xbox or defend Xbox? Because I got two stories. I'll do both, but which order do you want to end? Defend first. Defend. I'd like to defend. So a lot of viral videos were going about the place of a smoking Series X. Have you seen any of them? Smoking? No, no, I haven't. So a lot of people were putting up these videos where they're showing their Series X is sitting there and there's loads of smoke coming off the top of it. They've got like their little air vents on the top of it. People are saying, oh, that they're buggy and they're dodgy or whatever. It's bullshit. Mm-hmm. It's not true. Faking it? People are blowing their vapes into it. Oh, what assholes. Why, like, they want another free one? No, because I don't know. Well, I think some of them, some people are saying that it's console wars and it's Sony fans oh, or whatever. Here we well, go. I don't think it is. Because um, it is like, like it's sold out. So you'd have to get a Sony fan who hates X, uh, Xbox so much, they either refuse to buy their PlayStation Five just so they can buy it and make this up, which I don't think they knew would be a case. Or yeah. I think it's just people who want likes and retweets and stuff. So basically, it's got this vent <sighs> so system. Dumb. Yeah, it's got this vent system which like sucks in air to kind of keep it cool, as a good console should do, and it does very well. Uh, but of course, because vape smoke is very visible, uh, it sucked it in and it's coming at the top. And you look at it and it's clearly not from the machine because there's like, there's so much smoke coming off it. 
<laughs> like if it was, it would be on fire if there was this much smoke. You would see flames coming off the thing. It's clearly not on it, but loads of people were saying, "Oh, there's these problems with it," and there's no like. It, it, like I'm not saying you can see it coming in from the right of the actual console. Some of them as well. <laughs> some of them they're plugging it into it, so it's ridiculous. So, because um, I think you can actually you can charge your vape on it, uh, and some mm. people do it because they charge it from like laptops and stuff. So I think maybe people were just smoking near, and one or two people figured it out. They were like leaning in to keep it charged, and then it nice. Right. Okay. So, now I'm going to attack Microsoft uh, because they released Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And uh-huh. a lot of people were having a bit of difficulty in trying to play and download it. So I saw a good few videos from a lot of people about this where they're going onto the home screen, they're trying to download it. You get the big banner when it, you know a new big game is out, click on it to download it. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so you go on it and there is the ultimate edition. And then you go down to more versions and it shows you ultimate edition or gold edition. Ultimate edition is 90 something quid. Gold edition mm-hmm. is like 80 something quid. They like hid the standard version from people. So there was like, even if you click like show all versions, it wouldn't show it to you. People had to like go out and go back in again. For some people, it was grayed out. For some people, they had to search for like Assassin's Creed. Like if you search for Valhalla, you would get mm. those ones. Or you had to search right. for Creed, which gave you all of them. Like there's a lot of them in the series. And then you get to go, you know, then, oh, you can click on the standard version that way. Um, it's just, it's very, that's intentionally done. You know what I mean? To, to make yeah, sure yeah. it only shows those ones and not this one. Some people said they had to go in and go back out and go in again, which is just, I don't know. That's nuts. And are you saying that's Xbox did that and not the Activision or whoever? whoever well, it, it was on like the, you know, the hub when you log on to your Xbox. Right, okay. I don't know. Maybe it was Activision, but I don't imagine Activision would have the ability to decide what appears in Xbox's searching. Yeah, do Activision even do Assassin's Creed? I thought they did, didn't they? Maybe, I don't know. Have a little look there. But uh, so that's quite not on. So I'm, not, I'm against you on that one. However, I've heard Assassin's Creed Valhalla is excellent. Is that only on the Xbox? No, it's coming to PlayStation as well, as far as I'm aware. Uh, okay, Ubisoft. Ah, uh, sorry. Yeah, apologies, Activision. It wasn't yeah. you this time. Uh, this time, like you're holding it against them still. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's um, yeah, I believe it's coming out, but it's meant to be very good. It's meant to be a really quite a good game, uh, a lot of fun, a lot of freedom. I haven't played an Assassin's Creed game in years, but I do. I no, think I'm gonna get this. Oh, very good, very good. Have you played them in a while? No, not in a long time. Can't remember the last one I played. It wasn't the first one. I don't think it was the second one either. They have so many add-ons that you know, and standalone small kind of games. It's probably one of those. But um, yeah, did I really enjoyed. I'd say now if I played the first one, I wouldn't really enjoy it because, you know, it's probably a little bit not yeah. as fluid as you'd be used to, be, uh, you know, with modern kind of gameplay. But um, yeah, I, I like the premise. It was a good game. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think I played the first one. I played a little bit of the second one and then I, I just didn't play any of the other ones. It's like, you know, there's ones where you're like pirates and stuff. And these ones, you're Vikings and everything. So it's come a long way, but I guess it needs to evolve. So yeah. Sure, yeah, sure. I have no problem with that. Looks quite good. Um, just double checked, and Valhalla is also on the PlayStation Five. Ah, there you go. As well there as other go. things as well. So it'll be coming to everything. And Excellent. so I got some possibly sad news for you, brother. Yeah. Uh, Horizon Two is not ready to come out until late 2021. Wow, that's yeah. a long time. Yeah. So it, it well, when probably... was it uh, originally pegged for release? It, it wasn't given a date. Oh, okay. 
but nice. people just knew it was going to be one of the big i think maybe it was just out of blind hope people were hoping mm. it was going to be coming out as a launch game for playstation oh, okay, okay. You no know, it's gonna so it's gonna be late uh whatever so late 2021 so who knows i mean that could get delayed if you know like cyberpunk's been delayed a lot so yeah true, true. Um, let's see what happens with it uh but Damn you corona i didn't give them no give them time to make the game i agree better. yeah yeah always better. i can wait these days a year goes by in a clip and you know in the, in the blink of an eye so it's fine yeah. uh so that's kind of it from my news how about you I had some news. I'm not going to read the whole of stories because, you know, we want to keep people's attention for Curse of Monkey Island. But, um, yes. yeah, just more news. There was a story on Bloomberg this week about game prices. They're definitely going to go up to 70 quid. Um, the first increase in 15 years, they claim. So uh, people, again, as we said, probably aren't too happy about that. Um, yeah. Have opposing views. But, hey, um, it, it, it's going to happen, apparently. So, um yeah, publishers will press ahead with a price hike as they see it as being long overdue. So um, a lot of companies are failing to actually come out and say what they would instead of coming out with the usual corporate line of it would depend on the situation, yeah. uh, which means that basically, yeah, it's going to be 70 quid for any you know serious game. So uh, look, we'll see. Um, but yeah, not great news for us, uh, poor folk. So uh, the other story I had was that uh, 2K... Um, Let's see, uh, the developers of the famous wrestling games, yes, yes, yes. And what else do they make? Um, yeah, the so they own whatever Rockstar games or whatever. Um, so Take Two Interactive, the parent company of developers like 2K and Rockstar, uh, says it remains highly skeptical, skeptical of game subscription services like the Xbox Game Pass. Mm. Enough for it, Yusuf. They want big bucks for every single game. Right. So, um, yeah, in a Q&A that followed a recent earnings call, who wants it to be on those? Um, Take-Two President Carl Slatoff <laughs> acknowledged that while the company was open-minded and had made its game available on such services in the past, it's not convinced that subscriptions will be the only or primary way games will be distributed and played. Uh, so he further added that the price point for owning a game is very reasonable and very, very low, actually, on an hour basis. Now, I don't know who calculates games on an hour basis, but it seems that uh, Carl Sladoff is. So uh, his uh, line there reminded me of something you might see on an infamous Twitter page. Very reasonable and very, very low, actually. So, um, <laughs> yeah, so... I don't um, see anything on that Twitter page anymore. It's all blocked. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. So, um, um, but anyway, so I will say, apparently... I mean, yeah, I don't imagine Rockstar going for it because they are, when they release their games, their Red Deads or um, Grand Theft Autos, like they sell insane numbers of copies, like, you know, in yeah. the dozens of millions of copies. Like it's insane yeah. how well they do. So they are just not going to make that money back. However, you do can play those games for weeks, if not months. Exactly. No, I mean, I, 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 he does have a point. Um, yeah. I just think, I mean, to be honest, I remember when, when PlayStation 4 and Xbox One first launched, they were talking about subscription services and that you get a free game every month. I was like, this can't be real. I mean, this is too good. And then you got two or three games a month. You know what I mean? So it, it seemed like incredibly good value. Um, and I can understand that. But yeah, so it looks like there's going to be a bit of division um, with developers. I wouldn't expect to see every game going on streaming service. So, you know. Yeah. Well, I think like it, it's it's a big move by microsoft to try and bring it in sony did say themselves that it was never going to work for them uh, the idea of, of putting their games on like new games to come out on their playstation mm -hmm. now thing they're always going to be older games like i'm playing as i said uh 
Shadow of War now, and that game came out a good few years ago. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they were going to go for that with some of their newer games because I mean, their new games, big games that come out, big titles, they sell really well. I think I, I have a little bit of sympathy for companies because I think games are getting more expensive. What people do are getting more expensive. And actually, when we get into Monkey Island and, and its origins, you do see the big difference of you know how games were made before and mm-hmm. how they sold before and how they sell now. However, I don't think that takes into account that generally people's spending power has gone down a lot. And yeah, yeah. Like, by comparison, it's cheaper, but people have less money than they did before. True, true. Can't afford a house these days. The rent is too damn high. I mean, yeah. You know, I saw this thing. I don't, know, I don't want to go off on a mad one, right? But so there's this lotto thing over here, right? Where it's uh, set for life. So you play the lotto and you win 10 grand a month, every month for yeah. 30 years. Okay. Yeah. So, yes, please. Yeah. Madness, isn't it? Now, without kind of trying to work out the the maths in the ballpark, how much money do you think that would be? For 30 years? Yeah. You got 10 grand a month every month for 30 years. Like how many months is there in 30 years? I'd say it'd be... Without working it out, what do you think? Okay, what? One and a half million. One and a half million. No, it's not. It's more than that. It's 3.6 million. Yeah, that's great. Which is brilliant, which is so much money. But you realize that when a lot of times people win 10, 12 million on the lotto, Robert Downey Jr. gets 30 million for you know being in a film and stuff like that that when you know you like i if i got 10 grand a month every month like i'd be set you know like you know you could send both your kids to private schools or whatever you could pay off your mortgage fully you could buy a new car every six months or whatever you know be and just be really comfortable doing whatever whereas actually when you see what some people get it's You know, like you could do that for 30 years. You could do that till you're retired. But some people get so much more. that, Like they get 10 times that in a year for doing something. Yeah, but they're not us normal people, you know. They're not, but it's it's just the idea of, I I think that's the problem is that we hear so much of these money. Like, yeah, maybe for um, actors and stuff like that or sports people or sometimes just CEOs or big businessmen or whatever if, what's his name, Jeff Bezos makes whatever amount of money that we, we've kind of become a bit desensitized to it. When actually, if we got three and, and a half million, we would be richer than we currently are uh, for 30 years if it was broken up over that long a time. Whereas no one plans anything for 30 years. Like, mm. But we'd be like, hey, I actually have nothing to worry about financially for 30 years. But people yeah, sometimes yeah. get insane multiples of that. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, you live within your means, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. People, they, they, they do what they can do. I thought that was insane because I just the idea of having ten grand a month every month for that long be like, like I couldn't spend that if I tried, and mm. it being a fraction of what other people make sometimes. And how do I sign up for this payment? <laughs> uh, I think there's a Nigerian prince. You just need to send your details to. I think you already contacted him actually. Oh right, yeah, yeah. The one that they didn't name me once. <laughs> that's the one. They somehow knew nothing about me, but contacted me as the special person they needed to speak to interesting interesting uh okay so just before we get into it one last thing i'd like to say um i think you're pregnant no i think when you get uh the playstation 5 i think you should play astro's playroom or whatever the fuck it's called because oh yeah it's meant to be just an excellent platformer i can do that yeah but i don't know when i'm getting a playstation 5 won't be this year 
yeah i don't know when you know whenever but whenever it is because i i don't know i personally i would have just gone this is just a game that comes with it you know i don't care about it mm. apparently it is just really really good fun excellent all right right so let's get into it then the curse of monkey mm. island mm. yes and we said a bit about what we remember about it um slapstick hilarious humor mm. um funny voice acting great voice acting in particular for our boy guy brush one of the best named characters in any video game ever Guybrush Threepwood um you know wonderful uh, artwork uh, nice music not great music nice music um Ooh. just hilarious yeah yeah loved it funny game very funny game yeah uh, i think the best thing for anybody who hasn't heard this is um if you we got like some a little clip of it or so so just mm-hmm. to hear this game is is about like look it's look is brilliant but it's comedy, it's timing, it's voice acting are a big part of it. So uh, if you've got a clip there, Neiman, maybe you can play it for the people. I do, and I'm going to give you a little summary before I play it. Uh, this is a, a clip of Murray, the demonic skull, who is a disembodied skull, um, who is actually only meant to be in one part of this game, but uh, play testers found it so funny they put him in multiple parts. Yeah. So these, this is some of your interactions uh, between you, the main protagonist, Guybrush, and uh, Murray. I can find it. So, yeah, here we go. Yeah. Boom! Ah. <laughs> oh, it's just you again. Just your most terrifying image of evil revisited. Yeah, right. I bring you warning from the infernal realms. Do not go farther into the swamp. Turn back. Turn back. Darkness will envelop you. How'd you get all the way up there? Through sheer force of will. Uh huh. All right, there was a bunch of those weird voodoo kids. They found me on shore and put me on top of this spike all the time, thinking they were so funny. Do you need me to help you down? Help! I need no help from you foolish mortals! I am Murray, the all-powerful demonic skull. Okay, just thought I'd ask. Don't get me wrong, I do appreciate the offer. What are you doing up there? I am standing as a testament. Standing? Hanging as a testament to the power of the forces of evil that will one day claim victory over the entire Earth. How long are you going to keep doing that? As long as it takes. Must get pretty dull up there, I suppose. Never! The powers of darkness are never dull. We will one day prove that... Oh, who am I trying to fool? I'm bored out of my skull. Figuratively speaking, of course. Do you know anything about lifting curses? Oh, right. I know a lot about lifting curses. That's why I'm a disembodied talking skull, sitting on top of a spike in the middle of a swamp. You seem bitter. I'm sorry, it's been a rough day. <laughs> it's, you know, it's, it's, it's such good uh, comedy. It's just the, the timing of it, the, the cadence and the way they speak. Um, and I think what it reminds me most of there is Earthworm Jim, the clip that we played in the Earthworm Jim show of Rosebud, where it's yeah. taking your idea of something of, oh, look, here's a scary skull. It's like, actually, it's not scary. And, you know, if the idea of a skull just doing really mundane things, talking about how bored he is. Yeah. 
uh, is so so funny because it's, it's the last thing you expect yeah yeah and like yeah i think it's you know it, there's like those kind of tropes that you have like you know tongue-in-cheek um mm. you know not meant to take yourself seriously kind of humor and um i think it was dominic armato that does um guyber streetwood a perfect fit i think for his character his voice um and <clears throat> murray was just a, a really high point like yeah. i still like remember a lot of his lines like how many years later you know so fabulous yeah. really really funny if you want to laugh you have to play this game yeah i think it's funny across the board it, like it, the game does not take itself too seriously at all um uh, but uh, to me i am I'm like the playtesters murray is what i remember like most of all he's the first thing that comes to me because he's one of the first characters you meet in the game and uh, like he's meant to be like an enemy of you but he's just so pathetic <laughs> um he just keeps popping up again and again and i i just so happy every time i hear him show up again great voice i think yeah and a great name who doesn't love the name murray <laughs> yeah, no. murray. Um, are you, are you <laughs> are you going to bring us through some of the old development there my friend i will i will so this was uh released in 1997 on the pc so it's a pc game it is uh, a point and click one it is the third in the series um and this one was came out so the series sorry was invented by ron gilbert who um great name very much <laughs> good old name good old gilbert worked well on uh, the first two games. However, Ron Gilbert had no part in the third one. I know, yeah, yeah, sad. So this is why I think a lot of people feel like it's it's it does have a different feel to the other ones and uh, they don't like it as much. But as we said earlier on, this is the first one I played and this is the first one that had voice acting in it. Yeah, I think it's one of those things as well where it's kind of like when someone liked the band when they weren't famous and like, oh, the first album was br- is brilliant and then they become popular and then they're like no no they're not good anymore like you know or for me having played the first two games and then the curse monkey island as well it's it i don't think it's much of a departure from the first two i mean like comedy wise anyway and like the atmosphere and, and the world the universe i think is still very very similar i mean i wouldn't have known that it wasn't the same over on gilbert so you know yeah to me like, it doesn't seem very different like i know there's some other ones that go on afterward which uh weren't as highly rated as uh, Curse of Monkey Island. But, um, but yeah, for me, it, it just seems like they are hitting all those same notes. It, it's that real dry humor. And it's, it's almost like the point of of this game is they give you these puzzles. Um, mm-hmm. But it never kind of works out the way it is. Like like from a solid <laughs> storytelling th- point of view, it, it does move around a lot. And if you're looking for like a traditional narrative, it might be a bit annoying. But it's like you will fall into uh, like a quicksand pit and you will be surrounded by loads of useful items that you will never get to use again. Uh, (laughs) And that's the joke that everything is just out of your reach. And you're like, oh, maybe I'll come back and I'll use it at a different point. Like in most of the game, (laughs) you'd see like a cool weapon. Oh, I can't wait to like hit that. You don't get it in this game ever. That's the whole point is, you know, it's out of reach and you can't do it. Um, Yeah. Yeah, which Um, is totally true. This game also um, introduces, um, you know, insult sword fights which is one in the other games no no it was in this one my friend well no it didn't introduce it but it was in this game i should say sorry sorry yeah um which is basically that um you know your your sword fights with uh other parts in this game are basically dependent on your ability to rhyme an insult back to them so um actually i should have played that after the morning i have a little clip of that so you can kind of understand what uh what we mean 
Um, so, yeah, so here we go. You're the ugliest monster ever created. If you don't count all the ones you've dated. I'll skewer you like a saw at a buffet. A dentifrice helps prevent tooth decay. You're as repulsive as a monkey in a negligee. I look that much like your fiance? I'll hound you night and day. Oh, yeah? Coming face to face with me must leave you petrified. I'm shaking. I'm shaking. You win! Give me your treasure. Yeah, grubby bilge swigger. Take it. It was cluttering up the hold anyway. We're loaded with booty. <laughs> I think um, Freddie Mercury is a bit confused, so it was rhyming at the beginning. And at the end, their replies aren't rhyming because he's losing. So that, that's cool. Yeah. But yeah, actually, that's the other thing I remember really well is you're as ugly as a monkey in a negligee. Yeah, I look that much like your fiance. <laughs> then you just hear the swords go. But um, I, the one thing I, I love so much about this as well is that when Guidebrush is beaten, um, the pirate will say, Okay, hand over your treasure. And he goes, I would if I had any. <laughs> like, he doesn't have any. So he just, the, the other part just leaves then, you know? Yeah. He's just like, Why do you think I'm uh, plundering you? He's like, Oh, okay. That's it. He's fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or there's a great puzzle in this game, which I love, which is um, when you're, um, you're trying to set sail with your crew, you assemble your pirate crew and they're useless <laughs> and, yeah, and they don't want to go at all like yeah no like and he's trying to get them to get along and to, to go out to set sail and whatever and basically every they won't stop singing a sea shanty and every word let me stop you right in your tracks there yusuf you got a clip for it yeah i do <laughs> but right, well, play. we'll go back go to on. it later when we're doing the music will we okay okay yeah go on yeah anyway yeah, that, that is just like one of my favorite parts of this game. So sorry, I should be talking about the development of this game. So you love the name Guybrush Treepwood, which was, <laughs> which came about as being like the least threatening thing ever. That nice, soft-spoken voice saying, I want to be a bloodthirsty pirate. And that's the premise of the show. He's trying to be a, pro a pirate and he gets wrapped up with a zombie, undead pirate LeChuck. Um, yeah. Do you know where the name came from? It was one of my quiz questions, but Ooh. you bastard, go on. So in the software that they were using, Brush was the name of the sprite, the character sprites that they had. Uh, and originally in the first game, they were going to have a, a male and female protagonist. And Guy Brush was what the, the file was saved as. He was the Guy Brush. And then they yeah. said it was funny, so they'd keep it in his name. It was an in-joke. and stuff. Yeah. Um, this also I'll just talk about this the whole kind of pirate idea came about because Ron Gilbert who didn't work on this game of course like fancy games were big but he didn't want to do a fantasy game but mm -hmm. he thought that was the closest thing he could do but they made this game at the Skywalker Ranch have you heard of this? no so George Lucas so it's, it's a LucasArts game or whatever division it was at the time Lucasfilm Entertainment I think it was called uh, where, like, after the money that he made from the Sky, the Star Wars films, he had this big, huge ranch that was like in the middle of nowhere, um, 
where it was like a cowboy western ranch kind of thing where it was you know sand or not sand like dry around it, them everywhere and uh like wooden houses and whatever everything was all fenced off um and it's where all of his studios were it's where he used to work and in a division of that they took a small part of it and they made it where they were making the games and it was just these guys who were messing around all day playing around like i was listening to a story where they were talking about they were going there like pushing giant bales of hay into like true fences and stuff like that like they were it was not at all taken seriously and they were saying one thing about this game was when they were making it the idea wasn't like to make a profit weirdly it was just kind mm-hmm. of like seeing what they could do it was the the idea of games at the time was they were like oh well, let's see what the story is let's see how it works and it maybe this won't translate as well over with uh, american listeners i'm sure that there, it, there's loads that played it but this game did really, really well in Europe. Mm-hmm. Germany, particularly. Yeah, particularly in Germany. And it's because instead of just going, let's just do Europe as an area to sell the games in, they did separate deals with every individual uh, kind of retailer in the country. So they're like, okay, who's going to sell it in Spain? Who's going to sell it in Italy? Who's going to sell it in Ireland? Um, and that just worked way better, which is like, I do think it's kind of mad and we do it all the time. Like we particularly do it with Africa. You know, we just think of like Africa as, Oh, the continent as if it's not this huge place with completely yeah. different cultures and ways of living and, you know, way different levels of wealth. Uh, so it makes sense to kind of divide it up. So um, yeah, it's got a bit of a huge cult classic in Europe. Um, yeah. So this, this was the one that came out in 97. It was the first one with voice acting. It was the first one that moved away from that pixel style. Uh, was more cartoony, really gorgeous looking game. Yeah, yeah, um, and the, the I like the story as well of this game because you're gonna you know call me old and all, but like it basically started and you were left with with the whole the story was basically that your girlfriend Elaine Marley was turned to uh, you proposed to her and whatever the ring was cursed and she turned to a gold statue and your whole game is trying to get her own golded you know yeah. what i mean and that's like from the start you know your story you know what you're doing you know what you know what you're aiming for it doesn't really change and i i, I like games like that uh, it is really nice and like the reason the ring is cursed is because he stole it from like an undead pirate hordes treasure yeah like, yeah. yeah it didn't have an actual ring ready <laughs> Do you know it was really funny because I saw I, I just typed in whatever Cursed Monkey Island onto YouTube and like one of the first videos was this guy sitting in his car complaining about how it was crap compared to the second and the first one. Oh. And like, you know, he was like he, he was like, you know, going he's like he's like um Chuck was scary in the first two games and this he's just a comedy he's just a joke you know it's like uh, he was like really like railing in his car like you know in the front seat of his car just complaining about the game <laughs> it was uh, scary i don't know those first two games like yeah i feel like look people are entitled to their opinion but i don't think the truck was ever meant to be scary yeah yeah i mean the games are always pretty funny but um yeah anyway look i just found it funny that you know i don't know how many views he had so <laughs> I, I i'm one of them anyway so what were his uh, other criticisms did he have anything else i just turn it off uh he was complaining about ron gilbert um he said as a standalone game it's it's good but it's a terrible sequel i can't remember why he was saying that but um, okay i mean yeah. yeah maybe people came into it differently maybe it's like when uh people who are a little bit younger than me like the first star wars films they saw were the prequels and they think they're great and they think like they're the, the main star wars and it's just like oh no <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, people are entitled to their opinions, even if they're wrong. <laughs> um, do you want to give any more about the story, or do you think that's kind of it summed up? Um, yeah, I think that that's the beauty of it. That's pretty much it summed up. Um, yeah, that's yeah. it. You gotta you gotta ungold your girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no yeah. hidden messages there, man. It's kind of it. Yeah. Um, all right. Do you want to talk about the gameplay? Yeah, so um, you play as a guidebrush three board, um, and um, you're, it's a point and click game. So you know your the fluidity or you know the enjoyment in the actual controls isn't really going to be there. It's going to be more of a mental game, so more of your kind of game. Yusuf, if you were in Chris in the Crystal, uh, I was going to say Crystal Palace, the Crystal Maze, you'd pick mental games every time. I <laughs> pick physical. I don't know because you're all up there, man. You're all up here. But um, <laughs> I was almost sorry. I was just gonna you're gonna call me a wimp or a small fry. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah. So you know you gotta think about things. You got to try combining items. You know you gotta talk to people. You have to kind of get clues and and you know um your your three options of like you get a gold coin which when you clicked on something it would give you your options of you know either speak to them speak to it, examine it or pick it up or you know interact with it. Um, you had the sword fighting, which was really enjoyable. You had you had a list of commands where you could choose to say a list of certain things to people, and you could choose what to say. Um, and yeah, it was just basically trying to solve puzzles and trying to save Elaine. So I mean, there's no other. I mean, the gameplay is pretty straightforward. It's almost like a visual novel because, like, sometimes some of the solutions are like. There's one where you have to get like a gold tooth off uh, like a guy in a shop. And the way that you do it is you give him like some hard candy, which will like loosen yeah. his teeth. And then you yeah. give him bubble gum. And then when he blows the bubble gum, you have to pop. What is it? I think it's like, yeah, you have to pop the bubble gum and the tooth goes flying. And if you try and walk out with the tooth, he realizes it's gone and he stops you. So then you need to like put it in a balloon and make it float away. Like it, it's obscene. Like you're never going to guess it. But I didn't find it frustrating because every line they said was funny. Everything was yeah. really quirky. So trying and, and you know, because he wouldn't just too often, he wouldn't just go, no, I can't click that with that. Uh, he would sometimes say that, but quite often he'd give a little joke about why that wouldn't work or a, you know, just a funny description of the item, which would end up kind of going, oh, I'm enjoying going through all these options. So yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah a lot of times you just kind of are going next until the dialogue options are done. But it's, yeah. it was always really funny. I really enjoyed doing it. Yeah, no, it was. It was really enjoyable. The characters are all very, very memorable. I, I did find it frustrating at times trying to figure out what to do. And I think this was the days before you had internet just to hop on and find out what to do. So you were like, what the hell am I supposed to do here? I think one of those, the worst puzzles ever for that that I ever remember was like Broken Sword 2 when you're in the museum. Oh, yeah. And you have to put alcohol in your man's drink as he's not looking at it until he's drunk. And then he falls over and he breaks the cabinet for you like it's like what the hell how was i supposed to know that like you know but um yeah these days i mean if people played that these days they'd be railing against it like you know i know i wonder how those games work now these days like i wonder if people if it's just so set some people are oh i don't know what's gonna happen i'm just gonna google it straight away i mean i do that as well to a certain extent where yeah so do i i don't like i'm i'm not like oh i'm losing at this guy i can't beat him that's annoying because I, I enjoyed like trying it again and again to get better at it. But if sometimes I'm like, I don't know where to go. And it's just like a door I didn't realize was behind something. And, you know, and it's just like, all right, I'm going to look at that straight away. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
But um, and uh, we we're not going to say let's Google it. We'll say let's search engine it. All right, choose your search engine. It doesn't have to be Google, people. All right, stop giving them business with your language. What's this hill you're dying on now? <laughs> they 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 control everything. All right. <laughs> They do, that's true. And actually, while I complain about Google, I'm going to give you my grumpy times with Cranky Kong moment. Oh, good. What's wrong with kids nowadays? <laughs> well, no, it's what's wrong with you. You sent me the pair of shoes you wanted me to get you for Christmas. Yeah. 55 sterling on shoe.co.uk. I believe it's pronounced Scott. No, it's not. Shoe. <laughs> no, if it's spelled Scott. <laughs> yeah, it is. Sugar. Anyway, guess how much it was on the Irish version of the site? How much? 69 euro. Oh, that's a piss take. I hope you didn't buy that yet, did you? No, I didn't. I bought it on Amazon instead, and I didn't want to give Amazon my business, but that's what you get, shoe, for like 55 sterling is what? Like 60 euro? You're adding 9 euro on that for what? If even, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, bastards. Anyway, so, um, yeah. So, anyway, there you go. Got your shoes anyway. They're coming tomorrow. Thank you. So, You'll have to wait till Christmas, though. Ruining my Christmas surprise. You're a size 10, right? You know I'm not. <laughs> 11. You're 11, right? I uh, think I've got one 9 and one 12, so if you mind them. Close enough. <laughs> It'll do. I, I was just going to tell a very boring story about my shoe size, but it doesn't matter. So I'm yeah. not going to talk about it. Please don't. Um, yeah, I love these games. They were so, so funny. Uh, and I think... I think they hold up, particularly this one. And they've redone the old ones. They've remastered one and two, if you want mm-hmm. to play them. And they've upgraded the graphics on them. And I think, like, it's the 30-year, or just was in October gone there. It's the 30-year anniversary of the first Broken Sword game. Not Broken Sword, sorry. Uh, Monkey, Monkey Island, Island game. Of the first Monkey Island game. And, uh, like, I was looking at, a, like, a documentary of it. And they were so limited by their color palette and what they could do. Like, they, what they did was brilliant. But they've gone back and they've done it again, so it's a bit easier maybe to look at on modern screens. Um, as some people will be like, no, you need to look at it the old way. And like, I love pixel art. There is a lovely charm. They did a really good job with it. Um, but um, I think if you don't have that nostalgia for it, you might want to upgrade the graphics a bit onto it. I think so. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but I think it holds up because it's just funny. It's just like watching an, an old comedy film. And um, because it does the cartoon style for the third film, holds a perfect third game holds up perfectly well as well yeah yeah and actually i've seen someone on youtube like upscaled it to hd i don't know mm-hmm. how they did it but uh, it looked really nice but um yeah i oh no whenever i think i'm up your end i think of like earthworm jim the simpsons you yeah. know that that kind of comedy you know so <clears throat> if you like either of those you know definitely check it out and they definitely did uh, remastered bundles and you know stuff available on the microsoft you know, shop and all yeah. that kind of stuff. So I don't know. I don't know if it's even out on iOS, but uh, it is. If it, it came out. It is? Yeah, it okay, came out great. on uh, on Apple iOS. Great. So if it's a point and click game, then, um, you know, it's very playable on, on an iPad. But um, yeah, it's uh, like I used to play a lot of PC games, but I don't at all anymore, you know? But these yeah. are the kind of games you had to really, because on a control pad, it's just horrible. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, went, I mean, some people will only play like sh- shooters with keyboard and mouse, but uh, mm, I don't know. Yeah, I guess we just went more console than we did. Yeah, yeah. We we should do a PC games uh, podcast at some stage. Yeah, I'd like Our to do favorite that. PC games. Yeah. I mean, this is what I'd chime in with you, Grandpa, and all of them would be old. Of course they'd be old, but that doesn't mean they're not good. 
Uh, I do sometimes like wish I had the advantage of just being able to have like a Steam, uh, like a big massive gaming PC. I could just go to my Steam library. You did buy a massive gaming PC. I bought in Germany. A, I bought one which I made very cheaply. Uh, yeah, you which, never used it. I played it for a bit downstairs. Yeah, but then I moved over, didn't I? I moved to a different country. Well, shouldn't have bought it then, should you? Shouldn't have. I should not have. Uh, it was fun. It was kind of well. It was kind of fun. A bit frustrating, but it was alright. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. The idea was good, but the execution yeah. wasn't. You want to go through some uh, music? Uh, I can't before this. Come on, ladies. Come on, ladies. What about fish? Come on, ladies. Come on, ladies. What about fish? What about fish? Have a have a look. One pound fish. <laughs> He's like, very, very good. One pound fish. Very, very cheap. One pound fish. <laughs> oh, I love you. I can't wait for the next trend to come along. You can take that. <laughs> well, someone has to send me it if they want me to. Okay, so I have a couple of songs. The music is by Michael Land. So, unusual name. Um, for a pirate game. Something, something, hand in hand. Um, <laughs> okay, so um, a couple off. of songs. What's that? Yeah, okay. I <laughs> so I'm gonna play some uh, kind of not great songs before I play a pirate I was meant to be. R, which is the best song, um, which is the song Yusuf was talking about earlier, where um, he's trying to get them to, um, you know, set sail, but they won't stop uh, because they're locked in a rhyming scheme which he has to break with the power of his unrhyming word. Anyway, so the first song is just the intro and the main theme. I really like the atmosphere of it. Um, I think I had a little thing from Michael here. Okay, so Michael Land. During his teenage years, uh, Land consciously studied and emulated the style of performers such as Yes, The Grateful Dead and Jimi Hendrix. Uh, to this day, he cites Hendrix's metal style as a great influence on his own music, and he claims that the dead style is deeply rooted in his own work. In his adult years, he also studied classical composers, particularly Beethoven, composers whose accomplishments he described as a mountain in the distance. No matter how, how much ground you cover, it's always just as far away. Um, Land's work shows great variation, a common trait for video game composers. He begins each product, project by reading over production notes for the game and then deciding on a musical style with the game's producers. So, um, you know, you can see this with uh, Monkey Island and especially this first song I'm going to play. This is the intro and main theme. Um, it's very kind of Caribbean-y, um, you know, piratey. So here we go.
feel the reggae, man. <laughs> I, uh, I'm really surprised you don't like that. I love that song. I do really like that song. The next two, uh, but once you listen to that song, you've heard the whole soundtrack. Right, okay. It, I mean, it, it has that, uh, you know, it's very set in its region and it's steel drums and stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I do know what you mean. Well, let's see. Let's, let's give it a go. Okay, so the next one is Firing the Cannon. me <laughs> okay so the last one i have is the barbary coast can like transport you back into the game in yeah. your head you know into that location into that world it's just it's great i think in in fairness going to defend from my own jive to it earlier on um that because this one is the first time of voice acting you're meant to be listening to guybrush talking you know what i mean so yeah true the music does have to go very background because of that true true Okay, so this is a pirate I was meant to be, where we have real uh, voice singing. So, Yusuf, you signal to me when you want me to stop because I'll keep it going. Um, so, just to give yeah. you an idea of the humor and how the music came together. So, before you go, before you go into it, just Hello? yeah. All right. So, the, the, as we said earlier on, the premise is he's trying to encourage his he gets his crew of pirates to help him set sail. He wants to go out. They keep turning everything into a song. So, this is a puzzle in the game. To try and, <laughs> and to stop singing and to set sail. That's the level of seriousness this game takes. So sorry, go on. Then. Yeah, yeah, true. Okay. We're a band of vicious pirates are sailing out to sea. When you hear a gentle singing, you'll be sure to turn and flee. Oh, this is just ridiculous. Come on, men. We've got to recover that map. That pirate will be done for when he falls into our trap. We're a club attuned for rovers. We can sing in every clef. We can even hit the high notes. It's just too bad we're tuned deaf. A pirate I was meant to be. Trim the sails and roam the sea. Let's go defeat that evil pirate. We know he's sure to lose, because we know just where to fire it. We're thieving balladeers. A gang of cutthroat mugs. To fight us off, you only guns. Just jolly good earplugs. A pirate I was meant to be. Trim the sails and roam the sea. All right, crew. Let's get to work. 
Our vocation's a thing we love, a thing we'd never shirk. We'll fight you in the harbor. We'll battle you on land. Oh, when you meet singing pirates. There'll be more than you can stand. Oh, that was a good one. No, it wasn't. A pirate I was meant yeah. to be. Trim the sail and roam the sea. <laughs> <laughs> just like the last thing you imagine when it's something is set in this pirate world it's just like this fed up nonplussed you know not at all macho man he's just trying to get these men to stop singing <laughs> I, uh, this was the first game that taught me a, a word that nothing rhymes with as well yes. if people want want to know how he stops them singing he uses the word orange <laughs> and uh they tried to rhyme it with door hinge, but uh, it doesn't quite work. Uh, I think I'll put that whole clip at the end of the podcast. Definitely, yeah, I do, do. We can listen to the whole thing. It is, it's absolutely hilarious. And um, yeah, I think it's it's my favorite part. Like Mur- Murray's what I think of, and I love the little dialogue with him. But just, I mean, I don't know how many, 25, 26 years later, I still remember just having to come up with the word orange to get them to stop singing. And, and continuously, even if I could get the word orange earlier, I wouldn't have chosen it in my dialogue options because I wanted it to keep going because I wanted to hear it and see him get more and more annoyed. <laughs> yeah, great, 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 great humor game. Um, okay, so will we do reviews? I only have one, so... Uh, yeah, on. go for your reviews. Okay, I only have one. From David D. On February the 3rd, 2009. Gave it a zero. Oh no, Dave. I know. This is by far the worst game of all time. <laughs> Anyone who likes to play this game needs to get a life and grow up. <laughs> Unless you're a kid, and then I can see that you would like this. It has the worst music of anything I have ever heard. And the characters are so freaking retarded, they make me want to hurt someone. If I Easy. could flat, <laughs> if I could flat out slap the creator in the face, I would. <laughs> um, I'm I'm worried about David. Is he okay? <laughs> I know he sounds like he's in a bad place. Yeah, an angry, angry. I'm gonna say young man, but apparently he thinks mm. he's for kids, which he is not. A pirate he needs to be. Trim the sails and roam the seas. Uh, so we're just, uh, before we uh, kind of move on with the quiz, I would just like to say that um, we're talking about this game maybe not doing that great in the US. It's hard to get really solid sales figures on it because, like as I was saying earlier on, people the people who worked on this game didn't realize how big and famous it was until years later. Like, apparently... Um, it was only they went and they weren't making it to make a profit. They were trying new technology. They were doing it to make a game. Not, of course, not to lose a load of money. But the idea wasn't look. I mean, in the early nineties, this game's going to make you a shit ton of money. PC gaming, you know, that yeah. wasn't that wasn't the mindset at the time. Um, so they were trying something. Thank God they did, you know, because it's 
bloody brilliant. But uh, they were saying it's that... It's a cult yeah, classic. It is, it is. It's so, so yeah. good. Uh, and you know what? If you, if you can't get it, just watch somebody play it on YouTube. You watch them play the whole thing. It's not as fun as working out the quiz yourself, but if you can't play it, I, you know, I think you would enjoy even, even doing that. Um, Absolutely. But for the numbers of like sales and stuff, like they think that like in the first year it was out, it only sold like fifty two thousand copies in the US. Um, it says that like That's later nothing. on, it is. It's not. It is nothing. You know what I mean? Like you know, I mean, this is the thing of we're talking about like the sales figures that like Rockstar were trying to do when they put away like thirty million copies of a game. You know, mm. so they think that over like its lifespan, they think it sold less than a million. Yeah, that's sad. Yeah, like globally. But it is, it's like I'm saying, it's a cult classic. People who love it absolutely love it. You know yeah. what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah, so, and it went on again. You didn't play any of the sequels, did you? I did, actually. I played Escape yeah. from Monkey Island. Yeah, that was on the PlayStation 2 or 3. can't remember now. 2. two. You, you didn't have the PlayStation 3, so. <laughs> I didn't, yeah. So, true. Yeah, so PlayStation 2, um, or it was on the Xbox as well. I can't remember. Yeah, it was, it was a very good game. That was, that was when we went to 3D. Right, yeah. And then there was a fifth one that came out then as well afterward. I never played that one, no. I think yeah. that was more a graphic novel kind of adventure, as far as I know. Right, right, right. Not a fan of those, just what we're saying. Um, graphic novel adventure? Yeah, you know, like those Telltale games or something. Oh, right, yeah. Okay, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Yeah. Uh, all right, you want to go to the quiz then? Before we do that, what do you rate this game? Oh, I don't. It's so unique to me. Yeah. I mean, like, and and for me, it sort of has created my idea of what these games were. Like, I played this before I played Broken Sword, I think. And I remember playing Broken Sword thinking it was good. But for me, point and click games in my head were comedy games. And Mm -hmm. Broken Sword's a bit more serious. Um, And I remember kind of being like, oh, I mean, it's good, but it's not Monkey Island because it's not, it's just Mm -hmm. not as funny. Um, and I think, I think the world when done well, a pirate world or a pirate team thing works so well, like the Muppets, uh, <laughs> Treasure Island, or mm. um, you know, like the first parts of the Caribbean film and stuff like that. Like I think mm. there is just a lot of it's got such a unique look in the way it works. I'm gonna give it a nine out of ten. Mm, very good. Uh, out of sheer gameplay, I'm gonna give it an eight point seven, but really. No, I'm going to give it, yeah, I'll stick with 8.9. All right. With a completely new number. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Okay, so, all right, so let's do this. You ready? Yeah. Test your might. Why are you holding your cigarette like some kind of European Nazi in the movie? (laughs) okay you ready all those european nazis (laughs) (laughs) yep okay so question number one when guybrush meets the voodoo lady he begs her to come along because she is his only hope what line from star wars episode five does she respond with oh Episode five. I know. Is that your answer? Yeah. Afraid not. It's 
no, there is another. Oh, uh, I was thinking when Han Solo goes into the carbonite. No, right now. We good. should say there's a huge amount of Star Wars references in this game, like tremendous amount of Star Wars references in this game, being the LucasArts game. So if you're a Star Wars fan, you might want to check this game out as well. So Yeah. Um, okay, so question number two. Um, after the credits, there's a brief scene in which a father tells his son about a rumor that the person who built the theme park was frozen and buried underneath the big whoop, which is where you fight the Chuck, and where the Chuck dies at the end of the game. What is this a reference to? Indiana Jones. What's with you and Lucas? Oh. George Lucas did that. No. Oh. You, you've said you've just given us two Harrison Ford answers. <laughs> what's wrong, what's wrong with you wait for my Blade Runner answer next <laughs> yeah exactly no it was a reference to Walt Disney why what did he do well there was rumours that uh, in the 90s that he was cryogenically f- frozen and buried somewhere underneath Disneyland oh right I don't know I was thinking it was something along the lines of you know a hidden treasure from one of the Indiana Jones films like they're all like that <laughs> no sorry you're wrong now, as you ruin my third question... Give me the point came, anyway. Which came to Guybrush. Here's the question for you. What, was, what is the name of the beach bar where the cabana boy is in this game? Oh, yeah. The name of the club. The Blade Runner. <laughs> <laughs> Not far, actually. The Brimstone Beach Club. Oh, that's bad. Mm-hmm. Guess so that's three wrong as you know I'm a fair guy very fair so you know I'm going to give you the bonus question if you get it right you win the quiz don't think you've ever won the quiz but let's I mean, hopefully this week I've got high hopes you'll receive a nice bonus when the work is done you ready <laughs> this is the Takeshi's castle of quizzes <laughs> or you're freezing to make eye contact with me <laughs> I don't want to give you the satisfaction go on then okay Transnistria. <laughs> Transdinestria. <laughs> or Pridnestrophy. <laughs> Officially, the Pridnestrian Moldovian Republic is a breakaway state in the narrow strip of land between the river Ginester and the Ukrainian border that is internationally recognized as part of Moldova. What is unique about its national flag? <laughs> um, it's not like the standard flag shape. It's circular. Damn it. A circular flag? I know there is like a really, there's like three or two countries in the world where it's not like the normal flag shape and they're the only one. So I was hoping it was that one. But how is a circular one going to fly in the wind? It makes no sense. It's a flap in the wind. Anyway, you're completely wrong. It's the only country still using the hammer and sickle, despite not being a communist state. All right. I need to brush up on my Moldovan breakaway regions. You definitely will. Transnistria, um, very important country. Okay, so listen. Um, what else do we have here? I'm 
speaking and I asked you a question. So question time. Email uh, time. Uh, uh -huh. So this email comes in from Caroline Edward. Right. Subjected. Subjected, is that the word? Good day. Right. And it, good day, comma. And uh, the email starts, good day, comma. I'm Caroline Edward. I think she forgot the I before am. So I'm Caroline Edward, a staff general in the U.S. Army presently serving in Syria as a combat instructor. I didn't know that uh, the U.S. Army was still in Syria, but anyway. I sincerely apologize for intruding into your privacy. That's okay, Caroline. Uh, this might come as a surprise to you, but nothing is more distressing to me at this time as I find myself forced by events beyond my control. I have summoned courage to contact you. Caroline, I consider myself an approachable guy, so you know it upsets me that you had to summon courage to contact me. But anyway, I'm 45. She forgot the I there again. <laughs> I'm 45-year-old lady. I'm a widow and have son who is now 16 years of age. Yeah. Okay, what's what about the podcast? Some money in various currencies were discovered in barrels at a farmhouse. <laughs> <laughs> During a rescue operation in Iraq war. I would expect an American to have better in command of the English language, but you never know. And it was agreed by Staff Sergeant Kenneth Buff <laughs> uh, and but myself. <laughs> yeah, Buffy and myself. So she's important. Her and Buffy were, uh, you know, agreed on this. That that some part of these monies be shared between both of us. I was given a total of five million US dollar. That's a lot of money to find in a barrel uh, at a farmhouse. <laughs> Sorry, where did you mm -hmm. say the barrel was? Uh, she said in in the Middle East. Right. Okay. During a rescue operation in Iraq War, even though she's in Syria now. Yeah, she's so in. It's three countries. Uh, yeah. Okay. So I was given a total of $5 million as my own share. I kept this money in a consignment for a long while while a security oh, company... If that's her share, how big is the barrel? <laughs> exactly. $10 million. <laughs> exactly, yeah. In yeah. a farmhouse, in a war-torn <laughs> part of Iraq. Oh, this is okay. Let's now. <laughs> okay, but she tells you the war is over and blah blah blah. But I tell you what, <laughs> right? And uh, exclamation mark, no compensation. Oh no, hold on. But I need a trustworthy person that could help me take possession of these funds and keep it safe while I work. Uh, whatever. But I tell you what, exclamation mark, no compensation can make up for the risks we are taking with our lives. You can confirm this genuineness by <laughs> clicking on the findings of this website. She's, for some reason, linked to BBC News Story on the Middle East. But anyway, so anyway, she wants to send me $5 million. And this is Caroline Edward. So thank you, Caroline. Um, I know people enjoy this podcast, but I haven't been offered $5 million for it before. But if people would like to send me money, they can do that. Don't have a Patreon, but look, we can find a way. But Caroline, I think for now, we'll have to say no because, you know, I don't take money from the Middle yeah. East. Right Caroline, in the, uh, at the first available opportunity, if we ever set up a Patreon, we'll get on to you and you can send in your, uh, your five million through small monthly donations. That would exactly. be brilliant. Why are you still working if you have five million quid? I don't know. She's a combat instructor. She's, you know, she tells me what. 
she has to be concerned about the people's lives there. So maybe it's a you know moral thing, principles thing. She'd probably do more with the five million quid to help the Syrians. <laughs> She's not probably, worried. yeah. But you know, a barrel is going to look unusual in in you know checking luggage. So you know, she has to find a way to get it out. So. Maybe she can lease these giant novelty barrels that she seems to be finding the money in. Maybe she can make money for that. Yeah, it's. Do you know what? Now that I'm thinking of it, I would step back from that barrel because it probably belongs to Donkey Kong. So Caroline, you know, if you hear a couple of ape grunts behind you, it's not me listening to the soundtrack. Donkey Kong has come after you, so be careful. He still got it. Yeah, exactly. Hey. <laughs> okay. Right. So listen, people, we want to thank you very much for listening to our podcast again this week. And um, we hope you enjoyed it in some way. Um, there and could be a slight delay with the next one, as I will be aiming to I'll be finishing up my work for the year so I will return to Ireland where I will quarantine um, so we may not be able to do a podcast but hopefully in time we will uh, be able to do them in person again which would be great mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so yeah. uh, we will we, uh, just keep you know keep it updated we, we will let you know and we'll put things out uh, whenever we can yeah yeah which be be good. Uh, pretty soon anyway yeah so you know if you have any suggestions any requests any demands send them in uh to press the action button pod at gmail.com yeah so you know i i can leave caroline's emails in the junk folder if we get real ones so you know you want to keep re- actually you know people are probably enjoying that so i'll keep reading them but uh, any real emails would be nice so you get we get more spam to this email address just because I put it in the description of the podcast, like it's nowhere else than yeah, I definitely off my definitely. Real, uh, email, which I've had for like 10 or 15 years. And you know, I've signed up to numerous sites too. Yeah, what are you looking at? <laughs> my neighbor is is using a knife, a bread knife, to take something out of his shoe outside the front of his house. Okay, <laughs> what even yeah. look of disgust on your face for it? I don't know. He's just standing in his front garden, like just standing there with the shoe and with the bread knife, dinging it into the shoe. <laughs> so I don't know why, but anyway. Anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> you can watch that. You can watch the Ireland match later. Might be just as entertaining. <laughs> yeah, who are Ireland playing again? Wales, is it? Wales. No. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, that'd be a good one. Come on, we can shame stop. About, sh- shame about the football team there, huh? Yeah, yeah. We can stop that super team of Garrett Bale and Aaron Ramsey and the rest yeah. of the fantastic Welsh players. We can. Is this rugby or football you're talking about now? Football. Ah, well, it was rugby yesterday, was it? We're playing Wales in the rugby. Oh, yeah, we were. I thought you meant the last Ireland football game uh, against England. No. no, 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 no. That was that was shite. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're playing better, I think. I think that. No, you wouldn't seriously, are you? No, no, just joking. All right. But seriously, Kenny, out. i'm joking okay so thank you everyone we love you each and every last one of you especially you paul that's why you haven't sent in a question yet you know all right paul we'll give you time you know you can you can send it in next week yeah you know who you are paul (laughs) yeah exactly right all right okay till next week guys bye 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 everybody we're a band of vicious pirates are sailing out to sea. When you hear a gentle singing, you'll be sure to turn and flee. Oh, this is just ridiculous.
on, men. We've got to recover that map. That pirate will be done for when he falls into our trap. We're a club attuned for rovers. We can sing in every clef. We can even hit the high notes. It's just too bad we're tuned deaf. A pirate I was meant to be. Trim the sails and roam the sea. Let's go defeat that evil pirate. We know he's sure to lose, because we know just where to fire it. We're thieving balladeers. A gang of cutthroat mugs. To fight us off, you only guns. Just jolly good earplugs. A pirate I was meant to be. Trim the sails and roam the sea. All right, crew, let's get to work. Our vocation's a thing we love, a thing we'd never shirk. We'll fight you in the harbor. We'll battle you on land. Oh, when you meet singing pirates... There'll be more than you can stand. Oh, that was a good one. No, it wasn't. Less singing, more sailing. When we defeat our wicked foe, his ship, he will be bailing. If he try to fight us, you will get a nasty whacking. If you disrespect our singing, we will bring you to a cracking. A pirate I was meant to be. Trim the sails and roam the sea. No time for song. We've got to move. Battle will be long, but our courage we will prove. We're a pack of scurvy sea dogs. Have we pity not a dram? We only roasted garlic. Dancing from the diaphragm. A pirate I was meant to be. Trim the sails and roam the sea. I'm getting so sick of you guys and your rhyming. We're ready to set sail, though the cannons need a priming. We're troublesome corsairs, and we've come to steal your treasures. We would shoot you on the downbeat, but we gotta rest five measures. A pirate I was meant to be. Trim the sails and roam the sea. and the deck is what we're mop. You say you're nasty pirate steaming thieving babush whackers. From what I've seen, I tell you, you're not pirates, you're just slackers. A pirate I was meant to be. Trim the sails and roam the sea. We'll surely avoid scurvy if we all eat an orange. And, um... Well... Uh, door hinge? No, no. Guess the song's over then. Guess so. Okay, back to work. Well, gee, I feel a little guilty now. <laughs>